Howdy folks, welcome back to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. This is episode 54. Spoiler warning, the topic this episode is the Usagi Ojimbo Color Special number 1, cover dated November 1989 from Fantagraphics Books. The story I'm looking at is Tomoe's story. That's the title. As we open, there's a full page. Uh, the first panel is a full page. And going from bottom to top, we see Usage and uh, Tomoe with Boken apparently practicing in a field on the edge of a stream or brook. All of that, let's say, is, is the first level. And then as you move into the page and up the page, you have a layer of bushes, then a layer of trees, uh, evergreen trees, uh, more than likely. Then mountains, starting right and left and arcing upwards. And then rocky, uh, above the tree-line mountains in the background. And then behind and above that, large clouds that shade from a, an orange reddish up and up to white at the very top blue sky around one the right edge and the the top edge of the picture awesome picture now all of this is in color this story was particularly written and drawn to be made color because at this time 1989 Usagi Jumbo is still a black and white comic now Usagi and Tomoyame are, as I said, practicing here. We have several panels of them seeing, f- seeming very fairly uh, evenly matched. Suddenly, uh, Tomoe leaps over Usagi and a small brook behind him, both at the same time, landing on the other shore. They stand in their particular fighting stances, looking across this brook at each other, at which point Usagi suddenly jumps up over the brook and Tomoe landing behind her, and as she swivels and deals the felling blow to Usagi, who still is crouched, she stops and says, Ha! Do you concede? He says, Yes. Do you? And she sees that he also had her in a vulnerable position as well. So... Basically, their duel, practice duel, ended in a tie, and they both laughingly walk off, and and they're talking with each other and enjoying each other's company. Uh, Usagi tells her that uh, his teacher, Katsuichi, rebelled against the eight traditional forms to develop his own style of swordsmanship because she said, uh, Tomoe indicated that his style was very unorthodox. Usagi also... um, uh, uh, compliments her falling rain style and they sit overlooking the rice fields for a moment she says my family has been loyal to the gaishu lords for generations usagi but now about how i became noriyuki's personal retainer is a long story he entices her by saying we have time as we rest up for another match and so she launches into her in essence origin story she starts, well, it was years ago when my father, Tsutsutaro, was master of the Falling Rain School of Fencing, which he had founded. It was the official school of the Gaishu clan. Lord Maraichi was our daimyo, feudal, uh, which is defined for us by Mr. Sakai as feudal lord, the daimyo. So we see she's growing up. Uh, 
overseen by her father as she learns the falling rain style. She has a brother who she apparently is better than. And in this one scene, she beats him and then starts to lord it over him. But her father uh, stops her and says, Tajima is slated to follow me as instructor. She says, but she is the better swordsman. She should be the instructor. And her father tells her to hush. It doesn't matter who the better swordsman is. Tomoe can never head our school. And she's, uh, she's crushed by this. All she's ever wanted learning the sword from her father was to take over the school. And he says, you will be a lady in waiting in our Lord's court. It will do us good to have you so close to Lord Maraichi. She says, yes, sir, and runs off crying. Uh, seeing her this upset, her father begs off from the rest of the school and goes off by himself as she is by herself. And he, he uh, we see in his mind that he uh, feels for her, but she needs to learn that she is part of a Japanese society that has more traditional roles for the women and that head of the fencing school is not one of them. Uh, he feels badly enough for her that he perhaps even regrets ever having taught her sword to begin with. That way she would never have had to go through this heartbreak. But over the years, she's allowed to continue to continue learning, only she has to do it by herself, spar by herself, because it would be unseemly for her to continually beat her brother, who is the future head of the Falling Rain School. Then one day, father and daughter take a trip to the castle, uh, the Gaishu Central Castle, and Madaichi presents her to the daimyo, uh, ref- telling her that he's concerned with recent uh, relationship between one of the counselors of Madaichi, Counselor Odo, with Lord Hikiji, which we have heard on and off over time. So this is very early before all of that that Usagi has gone through began. Uh, Lord Hikiji in particular is worrisome according to Maraichi, because he has designs to become the shogun, which is the military leader of all of Japan. As much power as any daimyo. More power, actually, because I believe the daimyos pledge allegiance to the shogun. The shogun is a supreme leader. But there there isn't always shoguns, and they're not always the strongest. So he is presenting his daughter, Tomoe Ame, to the Gaishu clan uh, Damyo and uh, Madaichi. And we see that as he accepts her, Counselor Odo suggests that she be shunted over to the women's wing instead of assigned an immediate place in the Damyo's entourage. Um, I'm sure your wife, the Lord, the Lady Etsuko, would welcome the daughter, daughter of Tsetsutaro. That's uh, her dad's name, Tomoe Ame's dad's name. So Odo is already shifting things around to make things a little bit easier, perhaps. Seeing that this is the daughter of the uh, headmaster of the Daimyo's swords school. So she probably is versed as well. So, uh, Maraichi thinks that that's a wonderful idea. You can help raise our son, Noriyuki. So she goes. Uh, it doesn't work out the best because she's not used to being a lady 
she's not versed in that. She she doesn't know what to do. So eventually she picks up her sword and continues her training. One day she is spotted training by both Lady Etsuko and Lady uh, Kazuko. Kazuko is the head of the Lady Etsu's Etsuko's, excuse me, retainers. So, Tomoyame is under Lady Kazuko, who is under Lady Etsuko. And they both uh, admonish Tomoyame for wielding the sword, uh, so much so that Lady Kazuko says, Remember the saying, the sword is the soul of the samurai, but a woman's soul lies in her mirror. Blah. That's what I say. But... Lady Atsuko says, well, perhaps the daughter of our sword master could be a guard in the lady's wing. And Lady Kazuko acknowledges, well, as you wish, my lady. And uh, Tomoyame says, well, at least I get to carry a spear. So she is now a guard of the daimyo's ladies, ladies in waiting, as it were. Then one night, Counselor Odo is um, checking out various parts of the fortress, he, he goes to the secret postern to make sure that it is secure, ambushes the guard, and opens it, allowing a contingent of Nico Ninja in, Neko Ninja, who we have seen before. They're all feline. The ninja are there at the bidding of Lord Hikiji to dispatch the Gaishu Lord, wife, son, all retainers not loyal to Hikiji. They sneak in, they start doing their their dirty work, the ninjas dispatching the various guards and samurai of the Gaishu clan, till the guards' women hear the alarm, intruders in the castle screamed out. They uh, engage the ninja, they're falling left and right, the ladies are, except for Tomoe, who is more than holding her own. Uh, she suddenly fears for the lady Atsuko and the child, rushes to their quarters, waylaying Ninja left and right until she gets to the room and sees that the Lady Etsuko is holding several Ninja at bay, holding her son. Uh, she's she's holding out the sword. And they're a little mm, worried, you know, exactly what to do. They, they know they have to kill her, but they don't want to necessarily die in the process, so they're not attacking until they assess and figure out what to do. Well, in that time, Tomoe figures out what to do, and that's jump these Neko Ninja, or Niko Ninja, however you pronounce it, I'm sorry. And she uh, starts dispatching them left and right as well, telling the lady to stay behind her. Eventually, she is finished. Lady Atsuko asks if she's okay. She says yes, except for a, a few cuts and bruises, nothing serious. Um, she's appointed, Tomoe is appointed the personal protector of the Gaishu heir, and that was how she won her position. Usagi asks after Lord Noriyuki, who died several years later, uh, or not Noriyuki, Madaichi died several years later, leaving Lord Noriyuki as the head of the Gaishu clan, and we know he's just a, he's just a cub. He looks like a um, panda, so he's a panda cub. Uh, what if Counselor Odo... Usagi asks, she tells him, his conspiracies were eventually discovered and he was ordered to perform seppuku, which is the ritual suicide. I believe we've had that term before. Now are you ready for another match? She asks, sure, I'm rested enough. And the final panel is the two of them 
Boken in hand, attacking each other with a soul-searing across the final panel as they they attack each other. Alright guys, next time out will be Usagi Ojimbo Color Special 2, cover dated September 1991 from Fanagraphics Books. The story will be The Doors. And let's see, reviewing... We had the words Daimyo, Feudal Lord, the Shogun, which is the military leader, and Seppuku, which is ritual suicide. Seppuku we've had before, Shogun perhaps, or Daimyo perhaps, I'm not too sure about those first two. Alrighty guys, there we go. Episode 54 is out the door. Talk to you again next time. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal Production and as such, is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, Non-Derivatives, 3.0, Unported License.